welcome to today's podcast. Today, we'll be looking at the short story On Her Knees by Tim Winton. As with all podcasts, if you haven't read the story yet, can you please go and do this now before you start to make your annotations, because everything will be much clearer. If you're ready, grab your anthology, pens and highlighters, and let's start. The story On Her Knees was written by Australian writer Tim Winton in 2004. It explores the themes of pride, dignity, honour, class and family bonds. The themes of control and power feature too. Initially, let's have a look at the title, which can obviously be interpreted in a multitude of ways. First, the literal. The mother in the story is a cleaner, literally on her knees cleaning other people's houses to make enough money. Not just to put her son through university, but to pay off the debts of her husband who ran away. If someone is on their knees, they have a lack of power and control physically because they're in a much more vulnerable position than the person standing over them, but also because the position has undercurrents of begging. It is a demeaning position to be in. Thirdly, if someone says that they're on their knees, it can imply that they're at their end of their tether. They have nothing left to give. They've been broken by whatever situation they're in. Finally, you can be on your knees in prayer. The pronoun her implies that the central or one of the central characters is female. Winton has been criticised before about his representation and depiction of women in his writing. According to the Guardian newspaper, his other novels have been criticised by some as being so obsessed with damaged men and adolescent boys that female characters are reduced to stereotypes or foils for male troubles. Interesting then that initially we expect the story to centre on a woman when in fact it's Victor, her son's struggles, that are focused on in the story. The story, told in the first-person narrative, gives Victor's perspective of the only time his mother was ever sacked from a cleaning job. We're initially given the background to their situation. Is he defending his, or her, or both of their reputations here? We learn that when he was 16 years old, his father, unnamed throughout the story, left the family home and they had to move back to the city. His mother took the only employment available to her, a cleaning job, and wouldn't let him get a part-time job, citing the fact that his studies were far too important. She worked to earn money to pay for the costs incurred by the two men in her life, her absent husband and his debts, and her son's university fees. Now, you'd think that Victor would be grateful for what she was doing. After all, her previous job was much more prestigious. But he appears embarrassed by her. Winton states, the only thing worse than knowing she knelt every day in someone else's grotty shower recess was having to help her do it. It is beneath him. Cleaning, stereotypically, can be viewed as women's work, especially the cleaning of a house or home. Victor doesn't want to help, and sometimes, when he was asked, he's declined. But he does occasionally accompany his mother and help to lighten her load. Now, Victor's mother has working-class pride. If she's going to do a job, she's going to do it to the best of her ability. She became both a stickler for order at home and the domestic benchmark for the suburbs she worked in. 
You can see the divide, though, between Victor and his mother. She was probably cleaning the houses of his wealthy classmates. The sacrifices she is making personally allow her son to move in higher social circles, increase his aspirations, and allow him greater and more opportunities than she ever had. The power and importance of her name, Carol Lang, is alluded to in a third paragraph. Victor here is defensive of her. He says he resented how quickly they took her for granted. Her clients would try to reduce the amount they paid her, but his mother maintained her dignity and her hourly rate. She left jobs. She did not lose them. The theme of pride is so important here. The mother is proud of her name. Is Victor proud of her? The one job she lost was over a pair of missing earrings. Mother and son argue over whether she should go back to clean the house for the last time. You can see a shift in their relationship here. As you grow older, you have opinions and many will clash with your parents. This is what's happening here. Victor wants to protect his mother while she obviously has her own agenda. The son can't understand why she would put herself through something so demeaning. He states, it was as though I was not a 20-year-old law student, but a little boy who needed his neck scrubbed. Okay, let's unpick this a little bit. There is a hint of self-importance coming through here, both through the inclusion of his age and his current studies. Now, 20 may seem incredibly grown up. You're an adult. You can vote, drive, pay taxes, get married, but in the grand scheme of things, it's still young. Now, you are more than welcome to argue this with me, tell me that I'm patronising, but simply, at 20, you don't have the life experience that someone decades older than you has. Moving on, why was the inclusion of his future profession important? How do we regard lawyers, solicitors, and barristers in society? How much prestige do these careers carry? What about in comparison to a cleaner? He has a rather aggrandised opinion of himself. Or does he? How do you think he perceives himself in comparison to his mother? He clearly resents being seen as a little boy in her eyes. But unfortunately for him, and for you, and for me, yes, still, we're all children in our parents' eyes. As time goes on, relationships do become more equal. But he's still at university still entirely dependent on his mother. Here's a question for you. Why do you think he doesn't get a part-time job? Is it respect for his mother by following her wishes? How many of his classmates will have part-time jobs to fund their way through university? Is he trying to fit in with his new social circle by not working? Or is he, in fact, very happy to rely on his mother, rather like his father was. The mother wins the argument though. Victor joins her to clean the house as he knows that if he doesn't cut her workload in half, it will be the toughest four hours she'd ever put in. The verbs reeked and ravaged are aggressive showing perhaps how tough the manual labour is on her. The following conversation between mother and son is not punctuated with speech marks. Why do you think that is? What could it represent? Victor acquiesces. He resolves to show a bit of grace. 
which starts the exchange in the car, which up until now has been silent. He is angered when she won't admit that she wants him there for help. For her, though, there is another motive. Cleaning is solitary. She's also on her own since her relationship ended four years ago. She wants the company. Perhaps she needs the help too. But what is her pride preventing her from doing? Even though Victor perceives himself as a grown-up, there are many things he does that are reminiscent of a recalcitrant teenager rebelling against their parent. How many examples can you find throughout the story? One example is when he corrects his mother's grammar. To who? Whom? Well, excuse me, constable, she said with a tart laugh. To whom is it demeaning? He knows he's lost the argument here, so he picks on something petty to reassert his position of authority. He flushes with shame as she challenges him on to whom it is demeaning. He is very obviously ashamed. We learn more about why the mother has been sacked and asked back for one more week. Victor doesn't understand why she'll go back to clean the flat within an inch of its life. His voice is dripping with sarcasm as he replies, Go, Mum. What do you think Winton is trying to achieve here? Do you think he is playing on traditional gender stereotypes? The theme of class is explored when Victor berates the people his mother works for, the people he aspires to be. He calls them these and their, and the divisive pronouns show a clear divide. Victor is aware that although he has aspirations, he currently isn't one of them. And, as we'll find out later, neither is the woman that they're cleaning for. The mother has brought her own cleaning supplies to the job this week. What is the principle that she holds dear? Victor notices that his mother is aged. He comments on the physical changes that have happened. He feels that the balance of power is shifting between them as he still has his youth. Moving on to the woman whose house is being cleaned. Now, I mentioned earlier that she isn't one of them. The old money, an established rich family. How do we know? Well, on her walls are reproductions of artworks. There are posters, not the original. So as Victor aspires to be more, so does the owner of the apartment. As Victor expected, his mother has been left a note which she quickly shoves into her pocket without letting him read. The mother's attitude to privacy is apparent here. Although her son is 20, there are still things, there will always be things, that she conceals from him. She maintains this attitude towards her former employer, instructing her son to not be a sticky beak there's no snooping allowed. But Victor wants to know what kind of person could treat his mother this way. So he looks. The fridge is sparse. There are ornaments and objets d'art on every crowded surface. But it is a lonely apartment. We can infer that she's single. No children. No family. And although more luxurious than their home, it has a melancholy atmosphere, which theirs doesn't. Victor, who earlier felt sick for his mother, now feels physically sick as he changes the cat litter tray that obviously hasn't been touched in the week between cleaning visits. 
Is that because the woman feels that changing it is beneath her? She has staff who do that. Or is she just downright lazy? A slob. While he's nauseous, his mother is singing. Why does Winston include the stark contrast between mother and son? The simile used to describe the mother as Sergeant Major links clearly to her standards. Remember, she is a stickler for hygiene. Another reproduction is mentioned. Let's focus on that here, along with a list of authors and books. It's definitely worth researching each of the names to find out why she might want those books on her shelf. What does it imply about her as a person? Without giving too much away, here's a question for you though. Why would someone so preoccupied with the feminist movement be so quick to bring another woman down? What's her motive? Or is this her true self? Is what she presents publicly to people a facade? Just a reproduction of what she thinks she should be? I'll leave that there. There are photographs of her. She looks decent, happy, loved, but Victor is determined to find something to hold against her. Look at the verbs Winton uses to describe Victor's actions here. Clawed, grinding, waxed, cranked, ploughed. These are angry verbs. His emotional state is apparent to the reader. But then he suddenly considers that maybe the woman, the professor that teaches on his campus, thinks that maybe he stole the earrings. He looks for reassurance from his mother and continues to clean despite his growing feelings of guilt. Now while Victor himself is on his knees, they find the first earring underneath the bed. They are obviously not worth the $500 the professor has told them they were. Then they find the other, but the mother knows that she is in a catch-22 situation. She can't just say that she found them. It could be argued that she was made to feel guilty and she brought them back to make amends. The mother knows that her name, Carol Lang, is all she's got, but at least her name is real. It's true. It's not a reproduction, not a facade, unlike the professor. The class differences are again highlighted when she comments, these people, they can say anything they like. You can't fight back. As a final act of revenge, Victor hides the earrings in the cat's litter tray where he knows she will never look, but has a change of heart just before he leaves. Why? Well, he may now have reached some understanding about why his mother has acted in the way she has. She leaves the money, along with the key, on the counter. Her pride stops her from taking the money, even though she sorely needs it. She is worth more. Victor smiles when she says this and retrieves the earrings which weigh nothing from the litter tray, placing them by the key and the thin envelope of money. We end with the mother and son leaving the apartment together. This time Victor follows his mother. She leads. The scene is almost one of redemption as if she is entering heaven. It is clear that Winton is trying to say that the working class are undervalued and mistreated. 
Does this injustice have any part in Victor choosing to study law? Ultimately though, both Victor and his mother leave with their heads held high and their pride intact. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you found it useful. And if you have any questions, please contact me through the usual channels and I'll speak to you soon.